Hey, I'm Casey Stone, and I am a lover and an encourager of people. Come on, that's you. I know this faith message is going to help you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, family! Woo! (laughs) I'm Casey Stone. Man, thank you for joining me on today's episode uh, of the Casey Stone Podcast. We are live, live, live. And you are jumping on uh, whatever social media page you're watching from right now with me. Will you just share this video with your friends? <laughs> Takes two seconds. Just share the video so that other people can benefit from the word of God. Come on. I know you're probably having lunch. Thank you for sharing that time with me. Um, will you let me know where you're watching from? Maybe what social media platform you're watching from. And also, if you have any questions throughout this live feed, be sure to let us know in the comments. Uh, Maybe you have a prayer request. We'd love to pray for you. Our team would love to pray for you here at Stone Ministries. Uh, You can leave that in the comments below. Or if you'd like to email that prayer request to us, you can do that at info at (laughs) stoneministries.online. And we want to speak the word of God over the situation that you're facing. Uh, Or maybe you have a praise report. Come on, Jesus. We love to hear those too. Thank you so much again for joining me today. Um, uh, We are going to be talking today about obedience. Obedience. Can I just let you know that, you know, at the beginning of this year, uh, whenever I was in prayer time, uh, I shared with our church, uh, I'm in the church still again today, but I shared with our church at the beginning of the year that, uh, you know, God had begun to just talk to me uh, about obedience being the key uh, for my next season, for our next season as a ministry, you know, as for my family, for me personally. Uh, and he just said, Casey, obedience is your key for the next season. Obedience is your key for the next season. You know, and I told him at that time, I told our staff, I told our elders, uh, I told our ministry team that if God is beginning to speak to us about obedience, that tells me one thing. You know what it tells me? It tells me that what he's about to ask us to do is probably something that we're not going to want to (laughs) do. We're not going to feel qualified. We're not going to feel like we're able to do that, right? We're going to feel unequipped, right? So this is something that's important in the kingdom. It's important for our life. It's important for our walk. Come on. Everything that we do in the kingdom is done by obedience. We have to be obedient to what God's asking us to do. If you are able to, just look with me in Luke chapter 5. Uh, I'm going to begin in verse one. You don't, you don't have to turn there, right? Especially if you're driving. Come on, just listen. <laughs> but in Luke chapter five and verse one, it says, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake, the people were crowding around him to listen to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge, two boats. They were left there by the fishermen who had gone to wash their nets. After he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put him out a little bit from the shore, and then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, verse 4, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put your net out into the deep water and get ready for a catch. Ooh, come on, I love when Jesus talks like that. Do this and then get ready for a catch. (laughs) Verse 5, Simon answered and said, Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. We've worked hard all night, and we haven't caught anything, but because you said so. Come on, say, because you said so. 
Yeah, thank you for that. He said, because you've said so, I'll let down the nets. And when he had done that, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break and they signaled for their partners in other boats to come and help them. And when they came, they filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Come on. When Simon Peter, verse eight, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees and says, go away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch that they had just taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee and Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you're gonna fish for people. From now on, you're gonna fish for people. Come on, I know that was 10 verses of scripture, but it's okay to read scripture on a faith teaching podcast, amen. (laughs) So this is so good, I love this story. I love what's happening here. Jesus had just finished his teaching and then he looks up and he says, oh yeah, by the way, Simon, put your net down over there. Simon hadn't told him we hadn't caught any fish. Simon hadn't said we're struggling. Jesus just saw the need, recognized a need was present. Oh, that's so good. Jesus just recognized a need was present and started giving uh, direction for provision to come in. That's so powerful. Jesus had just taught him and said, oh, by the way, Simon, let down your net on the other side. And Simon says, Jesus, master, we've been here all night. We've worked hard all night. That's what he said. He said, we've worked hard all night. And the word night here in the original text means, it's not like we know it. It's just, just not just a nightfall. The word night here in the original text means a time when work ceased. Come on, they didn't have night shifts back then. <laughs> At nighttime, everybody went home and went to sleep. But Simon and his companions that night, everybody that was fishing that night, Simon's telling Jesus, dude, we've been here all night and we haven't caught anything. We worked hard even when everybody else was sleeping. We worked hard even whenever uh, work is supposed to cease in this time frame. We were still working. We were still persevering. We were still moving forward. Have you ever felt like that? Come on, in your, maybe in your relationships, in your ministry, right? Maybe you're a ministry leader. Maybe you are a, a business owner, right? Maybe you're leading your family and you're, you're just saying, I've worked so hard. I've worked so hard. And now you're gonna tell me to do the same thing that I just got doing, done doing for the whole night. But I love what Simon said here. He said, but because you said so, man, Come on, that phrase just by itself is so good. Simon looks at Jesus and he says, we've worked hard all night. We've done everything that we could possibly do. I'm already washing my nets. Come on, have you already felt like you've been washing your nets for a season? Listen, Jesus is about to show up in your life and say, let the nets back in. And our response has to be, all right, because you said so. I'm gonna do this, but only because you said so. See, sometimes that's the only response that we can muster up. That's the only response that sounds logical, right? It's the only response that says that sounds logical. He said, because you've said so, I will let down my nets. Our obedience so many times, in fact, most times, if not all times, is just learning the ability to say no to our desires and what our feelings are. Can I tell you real quick, none of this is really in my notes today, but I'm just going off. Here we go. We're live. Come on. Can I tell you, I was praying, you know, to, um, uh, about a specific situation one time and 
And I just kept saying, Father, I feel like this and I feel, you know, and I feel and I feel. And God was like, shut up. Come on. This isn't about how you feel, Casey Stone. Right. I know that that you think you're all that in a bag of chips, <laughs> but this is not how you feel. This is what I've given direction for. Come on. We have to get our feelings out of the way. Obedience is simply most of the time, like I said, if not all the time, just learning the ability to say no to our desires and our feelings so that we can replace that no with a yes to him. Come on. Isn't that good? So we can just say no to our feelings and our desires so that we can say yes to him. Because God can't, uh, I'm sorry, God can see what we can't see in the natural, right? Did you know that there are things that God knows that we don't know, right? God can see things on its way that we can't see in the natural realm. And I love this. What happens whenever we say yes to him? We can take comfort in the phrase, because you said so, right? And I'll tell you how. In Proverbs chapter one and verse 33, it says this, but whoever listens to me, right? Are you a whosoever? Yep, whosoever, whoever listens to me. The word listens here actually doesn't mean to just hear or listen. It means to obey. It's an action word, to obey. So he's saying whoever obeys me here will dwell safely and will be secure without the fear of evil. Come on, I'll take that promise. <laughs> I'll take that promise. Whoever obeys me, here I am, Lord. I'm gonna obey you, and I'm gonna take that promise that I will be secure and dwell in safety. Come on, without fear of the evil one. You know what that means? That means whenever you're facing a situation and you're being obedient to God, and, and the enemy comes in and says, wait a minute, you don't have the finances to do that. What are you thinking? That's fear trying to come in. And our, our promise here is that we can, don't have to have fear from the evil one. So when the devil comes in and says, wait, you don't have the finances for that. Come on. We say, you know what? I don't have fear from the evil one. All I have is faith and confidence in the fact that everything I need for the journey, according to Philippians 4.19, does not come from me. It comes from the expenses of heaven. Come on. And we're on heaven's budget today. That's so good. How? That's so good. That means that whenever the enemy comes in after you're trying to do what God's asked you to do in obedience, when the enemy comes in and says, you don't have the health or the strength or the vitality to do that, you can say, you know what? In my weakness, his strength comes in, right? His strength is made perfect in my weakness. You know what else? We can say that by his stripes, we all are already healed. We all are already healed. We don't have to take any fear from the evil one because we have a promise straight from the word of God in Proverbs chapter one, verse 33, that when we're obedient, when we're obedient, all we have to do is be obedient and we can dwell in safety and be secure and have no fear from the evil one. I love that so much. Obedience is important because it covers the believer with a shield, a, a blanket of safety and security. In fact, I love this, uh, uh, that we have a safety net, right? I like to, have you ever seen those, those skywalkers or the, the guys walking along the, the tightrope and they've got this big safety net maybe at a at a, a circus or something. I kind of see that as God, God's little uh, blanket of security for us. We can just rest in him knowing that what he's asked us to do is is just completely what 
he's already provided provision for. Actually, in fact, um, none of this is new to God. Can I just remind you of that? Whatever your feel, the feeling that you have right now, you know exactly what you're supposed to do. You, you don't need me to tell you, right? You're watching this today and we've been declaring and praying for God to send the right people to watch this specific episode. So I know that you're not here by accident. You know exactly the feeling that you're having right in this moment, right here, right now in this moment, the feeling of what you're supposed to do is not new to God. It may be new to you. Maybe you're having this feeling of desire to do something specific and you're just being obedient, but you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is so new to me. I don't know what I'm doing. It's not new to God. I love in Psalm 25 and verse four, it says, teach me God, teach me your paths, teach me your paths. And the word paths here, it means a well-paved road. Come on, a well-paved road. That means it's, it's not a path that you have to create. You know what that tells me? If, if we're asking God to teach us about a paved road, a well-paved road, that means Jesus has already been there, done that. Can I tell you, God's not asking us to be trailblazers. He's asking us to simply pick up the torch to what he's already made provision for. Woo, if God's calling you to it, he's gonna make sure that you get through it. Amen. Come on, he's giving you the provision. He's making sure that you have everything that you need for the journey that he's called you to be on. So powerful. It takes the pressure off of us, takes the pressure off of you. He's not asking us to be trailblazers. He's asking us to just pick up the torch. He's already blazed the trail. He's already taken care of it. We're just walking out what he's asked us to do and what he's already made provision for what he's already made provision for. In Proverbs chapter 16, it says, a man's heart has plans. A man's heart makes plans, but the Lord directs his steps. It says a man's heart makes plans, but the Lord directs his steps. You know, it, God can look in our life and say, I see the plans that you have, right? And if we've been spending time with him, if we've, if we've, uh, I think it's Psalm 34 verse seven says that if we uh, remain moldable before God, you remember that teaching a few months ago at the, when we first started the podcast, if we remain moldable or if we delight ourselves in him, then he will fulfill or give us the desires of our heart. And so, uh, in Proverbs chapter 16, it's saying, if a man's, a man's heart makes the plans, but the Lord directs the steps. <clears throat> so what's he saying? He's saying, I know that your plans are my plans because we've been spending time together, but I need you to take some steps that I've directed. What are the steps? Obedience. <laughs> the steps are obedience. We can't get much more plain than that. God says, I'm approving of the plans but I need you to take steps. You know, a lot of times, whether it's, like I said, whether it's our ministry, our business, our family, relationships, we see the plans. God gives, and, gives us the plans. We delight ourselves in him and he, uh, you know, causes the plans in our heart uh, to come in. But, but we just sit and want to hold those plans and we don't want to take the steps. God's saying here, I'm giving direction for steps and I need you to take them. I need you to take the steps. Is it easy a lot of times, no, because we got to get past us, right? We're the only ones standing in our own way. But God says, take the steps. How are we going to do that? By faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. 
We walk by faith and not by sight. And you know what happens whenever we use faith? You know, Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it's impossible to please him. For we, those who come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Come on. If faith, if no faith displeases God, then that means faith pleases God. And if we please him, then he is a rewarder. Come on. It's his nature. It's just his nature. Look what happened in uh, Luke chapter five, whenever they, uh, uh, were obedient. Simon said, because you said so, I'm going to put the, the net out. And you remember what we just read it a couple of minutes ago. Do you know what happened? It says they pulled in so many fish that they started sinking boats and breaking nets. Come on. I want that kind of reward. I want that kind of reward. I want to step out in obedience and have breaking boats and breaking nets kind of reward, kind of harvest coming in from the obedience that I've walked out because God said so. And that's so good. God's a rewarder. It's just his nature. Order. And so <clears throat> when we step out in, in faith, even if our only response is because you said so, he comes in and rewards. Look what else happens. Not only are we blessed, not only do we receive reward, but look at verse nine in Luke chapter five. It says, for he and all that were with him, right? Everybody that was around so watching this happen, everybody that was around were astonished at the catch, which they had just pulled in. Verse 10 says, and so were James, John, and the sons of Zebedee, who were their partners with Simon. See, when we're obedient and we're blessed, everyone that's around that witnesses that just receives a, a confirmation of the faithfulness and the goodness of God in our life. And you know what that tells them? Wow, if God's that good in their life, he can be that good in my life. Our obedience causes growth in the kingdom. That's powerful. Our obedience causes growth in the kingdom. You know, I like to say it like this. Salvation is not caused by your works, but your works may cause someone else's salvation. Mm, you get it? You get it? Right? Your works don't cause your salvation, but they may cause someone else's. Seeing what you're doing for God, seeing what God is doing in your life, and then that's going to cause them to come into the kingdom. It grows, grows the kingdom. Obedience grows the kingdom. You know what else happens when obedience is, is implemented, whenever we start walking in obedience? Look at this. <clears throat> at the end of verse 10, uh, Jesus says, they said they're all astonished. And then at the end of that same verse, it says, Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid because from now on, you will be a fisherman of people. You're going to be a fisherman of people. Can you say promotion? Come on. We're fishermen of, uh, we're fishers of fish. And then when God sees that we can be obedient in this season, he says, you know what? I'm going to cause you to be now fishers of men. I'm going to cause you to be fishermen of people. You were fishermen of fish. Now you're going to be fishermen of people. Come on, that's so good. You can be promoted just by simple obedience in the kingdom. Simple obedience in your business. Simple obedience at your job. Come on, simple obedience in your relationships and in your family and what the word of God says to do. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to God for an opportunity to be able to be blessed by a reward that he's giving to me. Also to be uh, able to grow the kingdom by the obedience, right? You're blessed by the obedience. You grow the kingdom by the obedience and you're promoted by the obedience. Come on, all of this is benefiting you. All of this is benefiting those around you. Why would we not do it? How powerful is this? 
Will you take this truth today? Will you take this simple lesson, this simple scripture? Go back and read Luke chapter five. It's so beautiful. If you go back and read that, let me know. Maybe, maybe you caught something that I didn't, right? Let's do this together. Go back and read Luke chapter five and apply it to your life. Apply obedience. And I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to hear testimonies. I can't wait to hear the blessing and the, the uh, growth of the kingdom and the um, promotion that obedience has caused in your life. Will you do that? Man, I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today on your Monday at lunch. I can't wait to see you next week. I love you. Yes, you. And I'll see you on Monday. God bless you.